was a little bit unenthusiastic. I apologize for that. But hey, here we are. Episode 5. Episode 5. We are we're deep in it now, folks. Thanks for sticking around. Thanks for listening. But uh, how you doing? Week uh, 800 of quarantine now. Um, they're saying... I kind of have a feeling it's going away, though. I have a... I, there's something in the air. It's not the coronavirus. I just feel like we're getting out of this. And uh, they're saying that everything might open back up, uh, I think, April 30th or something like that. Um, I've seen all over the internet that people are kind of divided about that. Some people are up in arms. Some people are like, yeah, let's get this thing going again. Me, I kind of feel like... uh, I don't know. I don't know how I feel. I'm not smart enough or informed enough to know whether it's a good or a bad idea. Um, I'm leaning towards bad. But... Um, you know, businesses need to thrive and all that stuff. But the other side of that is, hey, no one else needs to get sick, you know. So I don't know. I don't, I'm not the person to ask. But I think this is going to have a lot of long term effects on everything, everything we do in the future. Like, uh, businesses open back up, social distancing practices are still going to be a thing forever. And I was, I was, ha- I was talking to my mom. Uh, last night, and we were talking about this, and it's just like, I wonder if this is going to be like a permanent, like, I wonder if this is going to have like a permanent effect on people, like if all the time in the future we're going to be afraid to be around people, we're going to be like, you know, afraid of getting germs and all that stuff, and it's just, I don't know, I don't, I wonder if this is like a new way of life, or quote unquote, the new normal, as they say, but uh, I guess we will find out. See what happens. Um, I have changed up the location for this podcast. I'm no longer sitting in my big fat chair in my living room looking out the window. Um, it's raining today, and I don't have a view, much of a view, out my back window. So, sitting here in my bedroom uh, with my laptop, and I'll let you picture that. Uh, not doing what you think I'm doing. Get your mind out of the gutter, but. I am just sitting here on my laptop. I have 800 tabs opened up on my Chrome browser as per normal. Just looking at some stuff here. Uh, But yeah, did you guys uh, hear the last episode with my buddy Nathan? That was my favorite podcast yet. We talked on Zoom for about two hours, and I had some technical difficulties um, recording and uploading that podcast while I was recording it. One of us had a crappy internet connection, so we kept losing each other, and uh, there was some like weird audio spikes, and the audio straight up cut out a few times, but it's a very listenable episode. Um, we, had, we just had a cool conversation, man. Two geeks geeking out over cool stuff, and it's cool. Go listen to it. And uh, do me a solid. If you have an iPhone, go to the podcast app and find the Mike Hallman pod. Search for the Mike Hallman pod. Leave me a five-star review or whatever kind of review you want and subscribe. And if you want to, you could type out like a little review. That would uh, help me out a ton. Let's get this thing some let's get this thing some traction, man, some bearings. Let's get it going. I really enjoy recording these podcasts because like I said, we're in quarantine. I really have nothing else to do right now, and I enjoy talking my thoughts out. And uh, this is a way for me to make content when I really can't go out and shoot photos or videos or anything. So I'm really liking doing this. If you like it too, let me know. Do all the things and all that. I would appreciate that. But anyway, um, 
I feel like I should rename this podcast to Film Photography because that's all I've been talking about lately. I, uh, I got that film camera working that my mom's friend gave me. It is a Minolta XGM. I ordered some batteries for it off Amazon. They took like three years to get here, but I finally got them. And I loaded them up and the camera worked. I was surprised. And uh, I didn't know this at the time, but I actually could have used it without batteries. I could have used that camera without batteries because all the mechanical stuff of it would have totally worked. The battery is really just for the internal light meter that the camera has. So, I could have been using it this whole time. But anyway, loaded it up with its first roll of Agfa Africa. I think it's Agfa. Vista 400. I bought three rolls of that stuff off eBay. It is a discontinued film stock, and these rolls have actually expired. They expired in October of last year, so I'm going to shoot them sooner than later. But uh, it took me a second to figure out how to roll or load the roll into the camera. Um, kind of got frustrated there for a second, but I hope I did it right. I hope I didn't screw up any of the film. And I hope I advanced it enough to get the part that was exposed to light. Um, you know, not. I hope I didn't shoot any photos on the part that was exposed to light. And uh, I went out in my backyard, and I was just gonna test, like, uh, like just take a few photos, see if the camera, see how the camera worked, and all that stuff. And like I mentioned, it's Agfa Vista 400, which is a 400 speed film, 400 ISO. So I turned the camera to uh, 400, and I put it in aperture priority mode, which means you really could just control the aperture. The camera selects the shutter speed and all that. And the maximum shutter speed on this camera is 1 1,000th of a second, which is, um, you know, compared to most digital cameras and stuff, not that fast. So when you're capturing... It was a really bright day yesterday, so when you're capturing really bright scenes you want your ISO to be low as possible and your aperture to be closed pretty much 400 speed ISO is is it'll make for a pretty bright picture it's not ideal for bright situations so I'm trying to shoot this photo out there I'm pointing up at the sky and the trees I found a nice composition and stuff and the photo actually wouldn't take because the camera required a shutter speed of more than one over one thousandth to take that photo. It took me a second to realize that, but once I did realize it, I kind of adjusted a little bit, got a photo, it's probably going to be really bright, but I just happened to look up too, and I saw this like, it looked like a military plane or something, it was flying pretty low, and it was flying like over my house and over the trees and stuff, and I wanted to get a shot of that. I was in the perfect, it was one of those like perfect time, perfect, you know, you know, where I, what am I saying? Right place, right time kind of deals. Pointed the camera up. It wouldn't take because I forgot to rewind the film. I forgot to, you know, do the little rewind thing. Rewound it real quick. Tried to like find a composition where, you know, the camera would recognize, uh, tried to find a composition where the photo would actually take where it wasn't too bright. And I think I snapped one off right before it disappeared. And then, you know, like I said, it was flying over the trees. So I waited for it to get in this little break in the trees. And I may have gotten a sick photo of this plane framed up, like, between some trees. I won't know till I get this roll developed. But if that photo came out, that would be, whoa, probably my greatest photo ever. But, like I said, I don't know how this roll will turn out because 
Uh, 400 speed film, not ideal for bright situations, but we shall see. Um, going to Nashville this weekend, my friend Jasmine has to go pick up her car and she's just like, hey, you want to ride along, get out of here for a little while? I was like, hell yeah, I do. So I'll probably shoot a ton of that role in Nashville. But uh, yeah, film photography, baby. I'm all in. I'm all in so much to where I, uh, I've i been looking up like a lot of cameras and just like looking like history of a lot of cameras and stuff. And uh, the you people that are close to me know that I'm a huge, huge Spider-Man fan. Um, I love all the movies. And if you go to my parents' house, you'll find boxes and boxes and boxes of Spider-Man comics that I used to read when I was a kid. Like I had subs- subscriptions and everything. So... Um, as you know, Peter Parker, Spider-Man's true identity, he is a photographer, so the movies depicted him, uh, like in the first Sam Raimi movie, he used like a Canon SLR, in the later movies where Andrew Garfield played him, he used, uh, what is this thing, it was like a rangefinder film camera, Yashica Electro 35, and you know, they gave him a film camera in the digital age to kind of make him seem like a hipster and all that stuff, uh, I was, yeah, I don't know. I thought it was cool at the time, but looking at it now as an old man, I'm just like, yeah, that's not really Peter Parker. But anyway, I didn't like put this together at the time, but like in the new movies where Tom Holland is playing in playing him in the fantastic Marvel Cinematic Universe, they totally put him like in the times here. He just uses a phone. He just uses an old outdated iPhone. And like he even vlogs with the camera and you know, all that stuff. That is totally what if Peter Parker existed in this time, that is totally what he would be using. A smartphone, you know? So, I don't know. I've liked that, and like I said before, I was just looking at, like, random, random videos of, like, what camera did so-and-so use in this movie? Blah, blah, blah. So, that's how bored I've been. I've been watching a lot of YouTube still, and uh, I came across this guy this morning, Micah Muzio? Muzio? Not sure how to say his last name, but I found this video of him flying a helicopter over L.A. right now, which is pretty much shut down. And he puts a bunch of GoPros on his helicopter, flies around, and says, Hey, look, there's Disneyland. I shouldn't be able to see that from here on a normal L.A. day because of all the smog. But since there's no people out, I could see it. It's like 28 miles away, but there it is. And uh, he's just flying over like the 101 and... All that stuff, and it's just like, yeah, this is normal rush hour time. I see about six cars out there. So, yeah, I lived in L.A. for almost a year, so I know how crazy it is out there. And just watching that video was just, I couldn't imagine like being out there at this time, how weird it must be to just see no one out, see no one around and all that stuff. So, kind of crazy. But yeah, he's got a, I think he mostly reviews like cars and all that stuff. And he has a few helicopter videos that I've just noticed. And I've just watched like three or four of his videos this morning. But yeah, scrolling through here, it's mostly car videos. Speaking of car videos, I'm I'm watching a lot of, uh, what is it, Hoonigan? Hoonigan? I think it's Hoonigan. Autofocus or something. That is really well putting together 
photography and cars. Like, uh, it'll focus on a car in each episode, and uh, it shows, like, this sick slideshow of... Um, sick slideshow of photos they've taken, and I don't know. If I... I'm getting it... Like, I was a mechanic for 11 years, hated the industry, hated the job, got kind of burnt out on it. Cars were not my thing. I'm getting into, like, old, cool project cars and stuff because I got it in my head now that I would like to just drive some old car, old fixed-up car, old beater, and just, like, as opposed to ever buying a new car. And, uh, yeah, I'm, I've been watching this channel a ton. And what was that? Uh, hold on. Typing it in here. Hoonigan Autofocus. There was some car that they posted up the other day that I had never heard of. A Honda S800. Uh, I mean, Google this thing. This does not look like any Honda I've ever seen. Uh, it. Oh my gosh, that thing. That's the coolest looking car I've ever seen. It looks like an old European car. Which Honda is Japanese, you know? It doesn't look like anything Honda's ever made. And I'm trying to figure out 1967 Honda S800. I mean, look up this car. That's the sexiest car I've ever seen. And, uh, you know, went down another rabbit hole, tried to look on eBay for one of these things, which, you know, classic cars like that are always going to be astronomical. And, of course, there's not one on eBay at all. But, I mean, I would just like to come across one of these things, fix it up. It's probably impossible to get parts for. But, I don't know, man. This I would like to get something like that. Like, maybe an old Subaru Brat or something. Or, have you ever seen a BMW 2002? Sexy, sexy car, man. I would like one of those older cars. Because they, they just look better. They just look better than what's made today, I think. So, I have the skill set to fix up something like that. It'd probably be a money pit, like with parts and all that stuff, but who knows? Um, like I mentioned a few episodes ago, my little Subaru needs a lot of work, and I'm kind of at that point where I'm like, do I put money into this thing and fix it up, or is it even worth it? Because this car, you know, as is, is worth maybe a thousand bucks, fifteen hundred bucks, or something. And I think I would at least need to put that into it to get it, you know, fixed up to where I could drive it for another, you know, couple years, five years or whatever. So I'm at that point where I'm just like, is it worth it to actually fix this thing up? Or should I buy an old beater, fix that thing up, have a cool car? I don't know. It's on my plate of things to do. I'll probably tackle that this summer. Got to get some funds in order. Um, but yeah, I don't know. It's just something I'm thinking about. And also, something I'm thinking about. Have you guys ever seen these, uh, motorcycles that come in crates? Like, delivered to your front door? Let's see. Crate motorcycle. Da-da-da-da. What is this thing? Um, you could get them for, like, 2000 bucks. 2000 bucks. A brand new motorcycle is shipped to you in a crate. You kind of put it together. What is this thing? A 2018 CSC SG250 San Gabriel. This thing looks like an old cafe racer from the 70s. Do you guys know what those are, cafe racers? I'm going to look this thing up. SG250 cafe racer. Yeah, you could buy a brand new one of these for 2000 bucks, Less than 2000 bucks. Man. So, that's promising. 
Although the last time I was on a motorcycle was like eight years ago and I wrecked. <laughs> so I would have to ease back into, you know, motorcycling. But God, man, this thing looks sexy. That is a good looking bike. Now, 250 cc's from a motorcycle is not a lot. Not a lot at all. You're going to be wide open throttle on the interstate trying to do 65, 70 miles an hour. That thing's going to be hurting. But the more I got to thinking is like, you know, I go back and forth to work on back roads and, you know, I have a I have another job at night where I take the interstate, but I think I could like get away with back roads on it. So I'm kind of thinking it's just like I really don't drive many places anymore and that thing would be perfect to like get back and forth A to B and, and like if I could, you know, avoid the other cars and the danger of all that. Um That'd be a viable solution because it costs like literally $3 to fill up a motorcycle and they get like 70 miles a gallon and I'm just like scrolling through the pictures of this thing. This is a good looking bike. This thing's got to be made in China or something, right? I can't find whether these things are made in China or it's got to be like Taiwan or something like that for it to be so cheap, but I don't know. I'm going to look up some YouTube reviews on these motorcycles see what they're all about because I don't know a motorcycle's got my attention again this is the danger of quarantine like I have so much time to just like read on the internet and stuff and I get all these crazy ideas in my head and I go through eBay and see oh there's an old film camera for 20 bucks let's buy it yeah and it's just quarantine's dangerous oh man anyway um still going to work like I mentioned Managed to roll my ankle yesterday. Now, this is probably the probably at least the twentieth time that I have rolled my right ankle. It's so weak, like the tissue down there, the whatever the the whatever's down there is so weak that that ankle is so susceptible to being sprained, and it sucks because like when I was young, I, I remember when it happened when I was young the first time I was skateboarding, I was trying to do a kickflip. And uh, this popular girl that lived across from me was having a party at the time. And uh, I went outside. I was like, ah, I'm going to skateboard a little bit, see if I could impress some of these ladies. And I tried to do a kickflip, sprained my ankle. They, they probably all laughed at me or whatever. But I ran in the house, or I should say limped into the house. And I had never been in, I don't think I'd ever been in that much pain before at, at that point in my life. And I was just like, I, I thought I broke it. So my parents took me to the emergency room, and uh, they were just like, yeah, stay off of it, you know, but you know, me being a, whatever, 14, 15-year-old kid, spent a weekend off of it, and that Monday I was back skateboarding again. So I've never let it heal properly, and I just keep spraining it, and keep spraining it, and keep spraining it, and you know, as an adult, you know, life happens, I can't like not go to work or anything like that, I can't just lay around, stay off it, and all that stuff, so it probably never gets healed, and it's just going to get worse and worse and worse and worse over time, which sucks, but I can walk on it, yesterday, or last night and yesterday, I was in a lot of pain, a lot of pain, and I came home, iced it, and took some ibuprofen, and it was just like, oh man, how am I going to get through tomorrow, but Today, so far, so good. I have to go to work in a few hours. That's going to be the true test. Uh, I don't know. I just, I need to 
be more careful and take care of better care of myself at this age. I'm 33. I don't know if I've ever mentioned that. You know, not not too old yet, but also not the young whippersnapper I used to be. Like uh, I mentioned that I lived in L.A. for a little while. Um, the reason I moved to L.A. was I had this pipe dream of being a stuntman because I used to like do parkour and jump off things and like I, I just enjoyed being active you know so I was like ah stuntman that's the perfect job for me because I love movies and everything so I wanted to be out there plus at that point in my life I was really looking for a change like a change of scenery like some new friends and all that stuff and I just uh I don't know like my point was I, I was always like this active guy and this spry guy when I was younger but you know, when you're young, you could do that stuff because your body, you know, like it could take a little bit more punishment and it could recover a little faster. And when you get older, that kind of goes away. So I kind of feel like I'm at that point where I'm, I'm happy to like still be able to move and be as active as I am and not be sore. I'm, don't get me wrong. I'm still sore, but like, I'm just happy to be able to like still use my body efficiently. I guess if that's a way to put it. But when stuff like this, like this ap ankle sprain happens, uh, it sucks so much more than it used to. So it's also crossed my mind to call into work, but that's not really an option right now. Need the quiche. Need the cash. So I do need to be a little bit more careful. The way it happened was I was... Uh, I, should I say where I work? I work for a parcel company, I'll say that, and uh, I load boxes into a truck all day long. Sometimes, well, as you can imagine right now, all the supplies that need to be shipped, we're very busy. So we get pretty backed up, and the boxes like come in, they're on these rollers that roll into the back of the truck, and they you know, roll in and you load them and all that stuff, so... Sometimes they come off the rollers because there's so many packages coming down and you can't, you know, make sense of anything. So there's sometimes boxes all over the floor. I was stepping over some boxes because, you know, I don't want to crush them. They're customers' packages and all that stuff. Stepping over them, what I should have done was pick them up and move them out of the way. Move them out of my way, gotten a clear path to where I needed to go. Not stepped over them. I missed my footing uh, when I was coming down and I didn't see a package and I kind of stepped halfway on the package, halfway off, and then my weight went this way and I totally just rolled my ankle and went on. Oh my God. I screamed in the back of the truck. Hopefully nobody heard me. Uh, let out a few explicitives too. I'm not going to lie, but yeah, I had to just like lay there for a second in agonizing pain. And eventually I stood back up and was like, all right, I could still walk. I could still do all this stuff. Finished my job and then limped out of there, went to my second job. And then after that, I came home and put ice on it and cried a little bit. No, I'm kidding. But I was in a little bit of pain. And I remember last night I had to get up and go to the bathroom. I woke up and walked to the bathroom. And... I don't know if I was just disoriented when I was sleeping and then woke up. But like when I went back to bed, I was just in agonizing pain. Agonizing pain. It sucked. So I should probably be putting ice on it right now, come to think of it. But yeah, just take care of your body, folks. 
you only get one, and uh, I don't know. Eat good. Don't eat like me. I eat a lot of Chipotle, Taco Bell, crap like that. Um, st- actually, I've been eating so much Chipotle that I'm noticing some uh, gut curvature here. I'm getting a little fat, but I can't not eat Chipotle. I've gotten addicted to just like ordering through the app, paying through the app, walking in there, getting it off the shelf, getting on with my life. It's nice. And uh, I tried the queso from Chipotle for the first time. This queso, they've had queso for what, like a year? And, uh, you know, Chipotle, they're kind of minimalist when it comes to ingredients and stuff. They don't come out with new stuff very often. So, you know, queso was huge. And I was just like, ah, whatever. I'm happy with what I already eat there. Finally tried the queso this week. It's pretty good. I'm not gonna lie. It's like it's got like this spice and this like kind of kick to it. It's good, man. I've been ordering it like for the past three days now with my order. And uh I don't know, man. I might try it on the burrito. I've been getting it with the chips and the side of queso, but I might I might just put it on the burrito tonight, because we all know that I'm gonna order Chipotle tonight too. But uh, yeah, it's uh, it's kind of making me fat, but what can I say? I can't stay away from it. Oh man, what else we got going on here? Um, I'm thinking about like little ways to make this podcast a little more interactive. Like maybe, um, I don't know, putting out like Instagram stories with uh, the ask me a question thing. Or, you know, if you want, you could even go to Anchor, the Anchor page which I think you could find from, uh, like, uh, I don't know how you could find it, actually, but the Anchor page will let you, like, record a, like, a sound bit, like a little sound bit, I guess, and you could actually send it in to me, and you could be anonymous or not, and I could maybe even put it in the podcast and then answer that question. So you could, like, literally ask me a question via recording, and then I can answer it. So, uh, thinking about that. Um, I don't know, you could always tweet me, send me a DM on Instagram or whatever. But yeah, uh, I've shot a video with my friend Jasmine uh, to promote this podcast, but I'm lazy and I haven't put that together yet. Plus, I always like releasing my YouTube videos on Sundays, like Sunday mornings at 8 a.m. is my time. That's the time I always try to do it, Um, so I'll probably save that for this Sunday anyway. But yeah, we're all over the road here. And uh, last night, I did something a little weird. I Well, it's not weird, but I reached out to a comedian that I'm a big fan of lately. I just discovered him from the Joe Joe Rogan podcast. And since then, I've gone down like a rabbit hole watching all his, like, you know, all his stand-up and this a bunch of interviews with him and stuff. I kind of feel like he's my spirit animal because, like, I've heard a lot of his backstory. And he and I grew up the same way. We were into the same stuff and all that, and he uh, he's hilarious, too. I won't say his name yet, because I want it to be a surprise if this actually happens, but I've heard he's like down to do a lot of smaller podcasts. So, I got a wild hair up my ass last night and sent him a DM and was like, Hey, man, do you want to do my podcast via Zoom? You know? like, you know, 30, 45 minutes or something. I don't want to take up too much of your time because I know you're a busy guy, you're a comedian. He's he's kind of a big comedian, too. As you can imagine, he's done Joe Rogan. He opened for Jerry Seinfeld one time. 
So this guy's kind of big. He's got like 200K on Instagram and, oh man, I kind of got some anxiety too last night. And I was just like, I didn't want to check my DMs or something because if he had replied last night and just like, hypothetically, let's say he said, yes, I'll do it. If he had replied last night and said that, I wouldn't have been able to sleep because I would have been so freaking excited and nervous because here's a guy that I've never met before, but I feel like I know because I've watched so much of his content and which is probably kind of creepy, but like I here's a guy that I'd never met before and then we go on via Zoom and stuff. It's got to be a little awkward, but I just I don't know, man. I would uh I would like to talk to that guy. So that's something that might work out. Like I said, he's down to do smaller podcasts. This is a very small podcast. We're five episodes in. Two people listen to this thing, including my me. It's me and my mom. We're we're the only listeners. But um, <laughs> but if he actually did it, it would be huge. But anyway, if he doesn't, I'll keep doing them anyway. Want to have some more guests? Um, my buddy Dima. Uh, we're talking about doing a podcast this weekend. Dima is a world traveler. He's got a really cool YouTube channel. Just uh, type in Discover with Dima. He goes all over the world, man. He's everywhere. Like, I can't even think off the top of my head where he's been. Mexico, Kiev. I think he was actually born in Kiev, or he's from Kiev. Uh, Medellin. Everywhere. I can't even think of all the places he's been. But he and I are thinking about doing a pod this weekend. See how that goes. Um, I, I have a bunch of people like on a short list that I would like to reach out to. See if they'd be interested in doing this. Because the amazing part of Zoom is like, you don't have to be in the same room. <laughs> like even if quarantine wasn't a thing. Like if time was a problem. Like you didn't want to drive to a person's house. And you know. I will say that like doing a podcast in person would be much better. But you know. Strange times. Thankful for Zoom. But uh, I'm kind of just... This whole podcast has been rambly. Sorry. We're 31 minutes in right now. So is there anything else I want to say? Let me think. I talked about... Uh, not really. Um, I'll probably leave you here. But uh, yeah, I just want to say... To you guys that have like listened to this and you know said this is great, we like it, all that stuff. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. It means the world to me. I I love when you share the podcast. Um, I'm I'm really enjoying doing this, and I'm I'm glad you guys are enjoying it too. So, you know what's free? If you want to tell a friend about this thing, that's free, and it takes two seconds do that. Do me a solid. I would appreciate that. And like I said, go to iTunes or podcast app. Leave me a good review. Five star. Subscribe. You know, all that stuff. It helps. But uh, Mike over and out. Episode 5. Still working on a name. If you got any more suggestions, let me know. Have a good week. Good day. Talk to you next time. Bye.